Uncovering your competitive advantage is critical to your success as a small business owner. It's what sets you apart in the marketplace and helps customers choose you over the spa down the street. But sometimes it's hard to identify what it is that sets us apart. We are simply too close to ourselves to see the unique gifts we offer. In today's episode, we are chatting with Amy Kraft of Kraft Massage and Bodywork in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania about precisely this. Amy, a recent grad of my program, Massage in the Real World, has had a really unusual massage career, one that definitely sets her apart from her competitors. Yet, she has struggled to share this in her marketing and promotional efforts. Today, we uncover the mindset behind why Amy has held back on owning her competitive advantage, how she intends to change this moving forward, and tools you can use to uncover your own competitive advantage. Align with the Massage Business Mama comes to you with a combined 22 plus years experience in the massage biz as entrepreneurs, providing actionable tips and resources you can implement today. Becca, an off-grid living, quirky, trail-running massage therapist, esthetician, and yogi, offers her business and wellness perspective to you with highly caffeine-fueled, compassionate wit. Allie, your hard-working, driven, creative mom, massage therapist, business owner, lover of friend gatherings, all-time annual family talent show winner, brings her drive and business savvy to every episode. Amy, thank you so much for joining me today on Align with the Massage Business Mama. I'm so excited to have you here. Hey, Allie, it's great to be here. I'm very excited to record this with you. Yeah, super fun. So before we dive in too much further, Amy, I'd love for you to share with our listeners how long you've been a massage therapist and what initially prompted you to enter the field. So I've been a massage therapist for 22 years now. Um, Originally, I went to college as a biology major, super excited to be a scientist, and I wanted to do research in a lab. I was able to do that. My first job was not exactly what I had expected it to be. And always having an interest in the body and how it functions, um, I decided to go to massage school. And have been doing it ever since. That's a long time, Amy. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's been such a great experience. I can't imagine really doing anything else at this point. Yeah. So Amy, let's talk a little bit about your competitive advantage. So competitive advantage for listeners is something unique that sets you apart from your competition. So it could be price, it could be quality, it could be location, selection, service, experience. These are just some of the different things that can set you apart. So when you take the time to get clear on what your own unique competitive advantage is, you are going to have a leg up on your competitors in terms of how easily and effectively you can market and promote your offerings. It's also a really great idea to identify this if you are creating a business plan either for your own internal workings or if you're creating a business plan to try to get funding or partners, it's really good to have this piece nailed down. So Amy, can you please share, what would you say your competitive advantage is? 
I think my competitive advantage is I've had a lot of experiences over the years. I've had opportunities to work with professional athletes, but I think that all started when I began working for a chiropractor because I was able to get my hands on so many bodies in the beginning with so many different issues that I started to figure out um, what worked and what didn't to get results. And everything just grew from that point. Okay, so you started out in a chiropractic office. And Amy, you talk a lot about how your work how you're treating the cause and not the symptoms. So working in this chiropractic setting probably really honed those skills in. It did. And I also feel like I had rehabbed from a knee injury. When I was in college, I tore an ACL. And then post-college, I tore my other ACL. So I went through that whole rehab process twice. And after doing so, not until really I went to massage school did I realize that the effects that the compensation from being in a cast and being on crutches had really had on my body. And I think from my own experiences, I realized how something that was happening in my lower body was now affecting my neck, my shoulders, my low back. So I also think. That gives me a little bit of an advantage because I have gone through that process myself and started making the connections through that. I had similar experiences with having a couple of knee surgeries, and I just always think it's so amazing how much more you learn during your own personal rehab experience than you know working on a hundred bodies. It's like going through it personally. As much as it sucks, <laughs> it really <laughs> helps you to be a better therapist. It does. And so you started out in this chiropractic setting, and then you moved to some professional sports teams. So can you tell us about that? I did. So I had a friend who was an amateur cyclist. And right when I had graduated from massage school, I had reached out to him just to try and get involved with some athletes in my area. And he was the one that actually pointed me to a professional team who they do a big race in the Philadelphia area every year. And he asked if I wanted him to reach out to the director that he knew to see if they needed any help while they were in the area. So that's what I ended up doing. And I was, had no idea what I was getting myself into. I thought I would be mainly working, doing massage with the cyclists. So the director had given me a schedule um, of massage times during the week that they were here for the race. So I showed up at the time I was supposed to, and he handed me a room key. And I was like, well, what is this for? And he said, well, you're staying with us for the week. Oh, you had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. No, no idea that I, I thought I was just going to be doing massage for them at set times after the races. Okay. So fortunately, my boss, I was working for a pharmaceutical company at the time, um, was very happy to give me the week off to have this experience. And I ended up staying with them for the week 
And I really learned the ins and outs of the cycling world that it wasn't only doing massage for the riders after the races, but it was also washing water bottles, booking hotels, um, taking care of cuts and bruises, ordering clothing. So there was very much more involved with that. Do you think if you had known that going into it, that you still would have signed up for it? Or was it kind of more than you wanted? Um, I do because I felt like at the time it was just such a great experience that um, I don't know that I would have turned it down. Yeah. And how long, Amy, did you work with this team for? I worked with them for four years. Um, In the beginning, I flew out to California and we always stayed in California for the first two months of the season, getting things ready. And then I was pretty much on the road from, uh, say, March until October. Wow. Yeah. So it was a lot. I mean, it was amazing. I drove all across the United States because we would pick up riders at the airports and take them to the race and then take them back to the airport. And we would drive from event to event. Um, And I also had the opportunity to do a race in Spain and France. So that was pretty amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then you did that for about four years and then you moved on to a different sporting team. I did. Uh, When I was in massage school, we had a therapist who had been working with the Philadelphia Eagles come in and do a business talk with us. Um, gave everybody his card, always said if anybody needs any or has any questions or needs any advice, you know, feel free to reach out. So when I finished traveling with the cycling team, I reached out to him and told him what I had been doing and what my aspirations were that I wanted to continue to work with professional athletes. And he said, well, why don't we meet up and you know, we'll see where things are. So I met with him. We ended up going to a professional soccer team. They asked us to come in and do massage, but they only wanted us to do pre and post event work and not get paid, only have advertisement in their program. So we both turned that down But then he called me one day and said he had a player that he could not get to. Would I want to do it? And I was like, oh, my goodness. So I canceled my appointments at the chiropractor office that day, explained to him why. And I ended up going to see one of the players at his house. And everything just sort of blossomed from there. I worked on him every week for a while. And then that turned into twice a week. And then I finally met the head trainer of the team and they started bringing me into their facility. And how long did you do that for? So I did that for about a five year stint. In the meantime, I had been pregnant with my first child and then I had my second child And things from there, the team started changing, my life started changing. So I stopped working with them for a while. 
And then I crazily ran into the head trainer at a pier one. He asked me if I was still doing massage and I said I was, and he said, would you want to come back and work for us again? And I said, Oh, oh okay. <laughs> so that ended up working out and I was back with them for another five years until last year when COVID kind of closed things down. They did offer me a full-time position, but they wanted me to exclusively work with them and me building up my practice for so many years. um, I didn't feel like that was the right decision for me. So how would you say that the experience of working for the Eagles varied from that with the bike team? Uh, Definitely different bodies that you're working on. Um, The cycling team, well, they were similar in the fact that I did a lot of massage um, because the cycling team, they had 12 riders and they would get about a half hour massage, sometimes more after a race. So after being at a race all day, we would unpack everything and then I would do sometimes four to five hours of massage, sometimes until midnight. The football players were a little bit different, obviously a lot of bigger bodies. And I worked really long hours with them. Um, My money usually consisted of 10 hours of massage. And then Fridays I was there about six hours. Um, But similar in the fact that I was given a schedule by the team I would work on the players that I was told to see and kind of go from there. Were you kind of at their their beck and call like you were on the cycling team where they asked you to pick people up from the airport? Uh, No, no, not at all. No, that was, we just, I had pretty set hours with them. Sometimes they would call and ask if you could come in a little earlier or not but my hours were pretty set with them from week to week. Okay. So now you have this private practice and you're working on athletes and just regular people who aren't professional athletes, but you have this wealth of experience and knowledge that you're bringing to the table from these years of working in these places with pretty high stakes. So Amy, I want to talk to you a little bit about how you struggled to kind of share this history, this piece of your history in terms of your marketing and kind of why you struggled a little bit with that. So I think with the cycling team, because that happened so long ago and I transitioned right into working with the Eagle that sort of fell by the wayside. Um, and then when I was working with the team, because I was working with them, um, and they weren't players that I was seeing outside of the building, I felt like I was very limited to market because everything had to be overseen by the by the team. So I felt like that was always a little bit difficult to say, oh hey, I'm the massage therapist for the Philadelphia Eagles, when you know I wasn't sure how they would react to that. 
you felt like there'd be some disapproval from, from I did because I did have one situation where they were in a playoffs one year and the media had reached out to me. They wanted to do an interview and I had no idea that there was really a whole process to go through. So I went down there one day to meet up with them and the trainer said to me, he said, what are you doing here? And I said, Oh, I'm doing an interview, you know, with, whoever it was. And he's like, no, you can't do that. He's like, you are not allowed to speak to the media. I think after that experience, that sort of shut everything down for me. Yeah. And part of me also felt like I didn't want to use that to, I don't know, define me as a therapist, I guess I would say that I didn't, feel like I necessarily needed to say, oh, hey, I've worked with professional athletes to gain clientele. I think sometimes that we are humble as massage therapists and we don't like to share things like that because, you know, we, we want to we want to have our work speak for itself. But I, I also think that sometimes when we share things like this and, you know, I think there's ways to share it in, in more discreet ways than others um, that it can really bring some of the right people through our door. Like Amy, if you want to continue to work with athletes, you know, knowing that you had had this experience with professional athletes, it's, it's just really going to be appealing to a potential client who fits into that niche. So I, I do see that, that humility piece where, you know, you want your work to stand out on your own, but I think this experience that you've had is just, you know, it's your experience to own is, is what it comes down to. And without giving specific details on each of the players and, you know, the inner workings of the teams, you know, this is, this is your lifetime's work that you've come to this place and, and, you know, just gained a really unique set of skills from it. So. And I do feel like I am finding ways now that I've sort of stepped away from it to be able to incorporate it a little bit into my social media, into my marketing. I actually, I started doing a Monday mantra and my one week, my mantra was, you can do anything you set your mind to. And I created a post of me doing Ashiatsu Um, with the quote of, she may be little, but she is fierce. Then I continued in my post to write about one of my experiences that I had with a football player who basically looked at me and was like, what are you going to do today? You're short too, aren't you? I'm about 5'2". Yeah. Okay. And I had posted, I was fortunate enough to be at the Super Bowl with the Eagles actually do have a Super Bowl ring, which is pretty awesome. And I did use a picture of me at the Super Bowl. So I'm starting to like bring some photos that I have and some experiences that I've had over the years into my promoting myself and my social media at this point. I love that. I know for myself, when I first 
was setting out to write the bio for the massage business mama. This was like the last piece of my website that I needed to nail down. And I was struggling so hard. And I had a friend over for dinner one night and I was talking to her about how I was having such a hard time writing it. And she, she sat down at my computer and she wrote the first bio I had on my website. And I just, I think sometimes it's so hard. We're so close to these stories that we have that it's, it's hard to see our own gifts and offerings from an unbiased place. And I, I just think that that struggle is really real. And that sometimes if we can step outside ourselves and maybe ask for help in that way, that it's a little bit easier to see that special magic sauce that lives in all of us. Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah. But I love, I love that you're starting to use these pictures more. I love, I love that you're doing these mon- Monday mantras. I love that you're exploring your marketing in new and different and creative ways. Do you have any other ways that you intend to market differently in the future now that you've gotten a little bit more comfortable with using your history to promote yourself? Um, actually, I'm hoping to, at some point, create a blog okay. um, to start sort of telling my story of my journey, because I do think I've had a lot of really great experiences, and it has shaped me into the therapist that I am today. I do also have to say that by taking your program, in the very beginning, I thought I've been doing this for over 20 years and do I really need to take a business class? But I have to say, and even one of my clients who does marketing, she's like, you have grown more in the last three months than any of my clients that I've worked with over the years. Oh, Amy, that's so awesome. And I do, I honestly, I felt so inspired by the group, by the challenges that we did, by just me getting out of my comfort zone and being on Zoom every week and you kind of pulling my story out of me. I really do feel like that has made a huge difference for me. And it's amazing to know that this whole group that we had, that we started with, is still, you know, moving forward and able to stay in touch with each other and encourage each other. So I really feel like for me, it was a huge stepping stone and I wouldn't have made the progress that I did without taking your program. I really thank you for that. Oh, Amy, I love hearing that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I wanted to talk to you too a little bit about 22 years, especially with working with big football players. You must have some secrets to share about longevity. Um, I wish I could say I was better about self-care. Okay. <laughs> I am not always. Um, I did ironically take the Ashiatsu class where if you're not really sure what that is, it's also called deep feet bar therapy and overhead bars are placed above the table and you use your feet and your body to get a deeper, broader pressure. So I felt like that was really an advantage for me, especially when I was working 10, 12 hours a day with the football players. So you would use Ashiatsu with the football players? So I did. I When I initially introduced it to them, because I had basically just finished my course, um, they were like, 
what do you mean? Like, I don't, they're not going to like it. And feet, like, there's no way that the players are going to go for that. Yeah. I said, well, listen, like here, watch this video, because I think what you have in your mind and what you're envisioning is really not what I do. Like, I don't stand on them or walk on them. I am actually doing massage. Yeah. They, I guess, looked at it over the weekend because I came in that Monday and they were like, well, how do we make this happen here? Yeah. Yeah. So I had known a therapist that I took the class from and she had a set of portable bars. So I brought the bars in. I demoed on some of the staff and the players. And eventually they built me a set of bars in the facility to use. So I think that for me, um, and training camp, because we were there three to four days a week, but at a hotel, um, I bought a set of portable bars and I would take them and set them up at the hotel. That was huge. And just really listening to my body. There were times during football season that I would come home on a Friday night and be asleep by eight 30. <laughs> and it was just, you know, um, when I need downtime, sometimes I'll just take a day off. I have been better about getting massage on a regular basis, which really does make a difference. Oh my gosh, for sure. And I think that's really interesting about the ashiatsu. I've known a lot of therapists over the years who accredit ashiatsu for creating more longevity in their career. And I know a lot of them who will kind of go back and forth between them. And I know I have one friend who's an ashiatsu therapist who she does, she does not do any regular traditional table massage anymore. She exclusively does ashiatsu because the table massage is, is too hard on her body now. Oh, wow. I think that in terms of finding that longevity, I'm going a little off topic here, but I think in terms of finding that longevity that we all have different ways that we can find it, but we, it's important to listen to our bodies. Absolutely. So I kind of wanted to share before we sign off, I kind of wanted to share just some tips for listeners for uncovering your own unique competitive advantage. So these are just some really easy tips and tools that you can do to get a little bit more clear. So the first one that I say is to ask existing clients what they like best about receiving massage from you. So sometimes I think that we learn a lot from listening to what our clients have to offer, that our clients have a different perspective and a different take on who it is and what sets us apart. So asking, asking those people that we already know and are already working on. Number two, I say to ask friends and family what they think sets you apart. So for this example, like where I had my friend come and write my bio for me, her perspective of who I was was completely different than how I saw myself. And eventually I did go back and edit what she had written because it wasn't exactly how I wanted to put myself out there. But sometimes these, these people who've known us for years and who care about us in these really intimate ways, they have, they have a, a great perspective on what's different about us. Number three, I say to set a timer for 30 minutes and to do a free-flowing brain dump where you write down all the things that are unique about yourself and your massage and your practice and how you approach business. And it's just really amazing when we allow ourselves to have these free-flowing moments, what comes up when we, when we allow ourselves the time to not complete the to-do list, to not 
do the dishes, to not take care of our kids, and just to really focus on one idea. And um, my my co-host, Becca, her approach to doing this is she likes to go on a hike and then she, she'll have her voice memos pulled up on her phone and she'll just do little voice memos whenever something comes to her. So whether it's sitting with a pen and paper and doing the free flow, like I like to do, or whether it's going out into the woods and nature and walking around and letting these ideas come to you. And then lastly, I say, research where your competitors are falling flat, either by studying their website, talking to their clientele, visiting their locations, or talking to past and present employees. You can learn a lot about what sets you apart by doing a little comparative exercise with these other people in your town and in your area and seeing seeing what's what's not working for them. Uh, Amy, do you have any anything else you want to add about uncovering that unique competitive advantage? Um, I think really just being able to talk to people about what you do and put it out there because some people have no idea. And by doing that, I feel like I've made some really great connections. And most of my business right now is through referral. So for me, just having people know what I do, the clientele that I want to work on, I think that's made a big difference for me in gaining the clients that I would really like to work with. You know, Amy, that brings up something too that I think is really interesting is sometimes we think that people know things about us just through osmosis. And that's just not true. Like unless we share things that we've done, unless we share the continuing education that we've taken, unless we share the years of experience that we have, unless we share the the backgrounds that we come to massage with, nobody's going to know it if we don't share it. Right. So yeah, I think that's really great. Well, Amy, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today. Again, for listeners, we spoke with Amy of Craft Massage and Body Work. Amy focuses on chronic pain, injury, and rehab. Her work consists of treating the cause and not the symptom to get the best results for each client on her table. So Amy, How, if someone wants to learn more about you, if someone wants to get a massage from you, if they're in the Phoenixville area, if they just want to connect with you, how can someone find you? So if you want to connect with me, I am on both Facebook and Instagram at Craft Massage and Body Work. Um, My website is craftmassagetherapy.com. And yeah, I would love to hear from you if you have any questions. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure talking to you again. <laughs> and, um, I'm just excited to see where where you go with everything. It's been so much fun to watch your growth over the last several months. And I just, I appreciate everything that you bring to the table. I appreciate you too. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening. And please reach out to us if you have any questions or topics you would like covered. We love suggestions. Find us at www.alignwiththemassagebusinessmama.com. Also, we wouldn't hate it if you were inclined to share or review our episode. Until next time, stay healthy, massage therapists.